Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. We got all you can handle at FightfulWrestling.com. We had coverage of the Shield's final chapter. Uh, coverage of the CM Punk situation in which uh, Alex and I are about to speak about. I don't know what the hell's going on. I know a little bit about what's going on, but I also covered both of those on Fightful Select this weekend with Select Audio. We've got retro reviews over there. We cover 205 Live, NXT, UK every week. We have the Weekender. We have the Fightful Report podcast. We have the Q&A podcast. So if you want to support FightfulWrestling.com in a more direct way, you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. But hey, maybe you want to ask a question during this show or any show. Just donate any amount in the Super Chat. We will get to your questions. Alex. Yep. Were you under a mask? Did you do a GTS this week in Milwaukee? I did not. <clears throat> I did not. Uh, but I'm about to look it up exactly. It's a nine-minute drive from my house. <laughs> this place. The so, Knights of Columbus in West Dallas. Let's cover it. Let, let's let's talk about it. I did a show, uh, or not a show, a bit of a, a recap last night on Fightful Select. I did a little bit of a recap that night, but Friday night at a Silas Young uh, promoted MKE show that Ace Steel was at, CM Punk was there, but he was there under a mask, did a GTS, ran and left out, left. I had people reaching out to me and they're like, hey man, by the way, this isn't the first time he's done it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they said, go back and watch Freelance Wrestling from December 2015. And I did. CM Punk managed, of all people, Kikotaro, <laughs> known as Japan's stupidest wrestler. Uh-huh. He showed up in a cloak. He was Kikotaro's unnamed <laughs> mentor. And all he did in the match was throw salt. That's it. <laughs> Not at anybody. He just threw some salt. Now, this was to be revealed in Wrestling Road Diaries 3, which is a Colt Cabana documentary. However, Punk and Cabana had a major falling out that led to heavy edits and the reveal never happening. Hmm. Now, I also had, Alex, a bunch of doofs that said, well, are you surprised? He always said he was going to do this. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, you know, maybe his general disdain and disgust for pro wrestling over the last few years, maybe the multiple lawsuits over the last year. Yeah. That led me to believe that he wasn't going to do it. Were you surprised by this, Alex? Oh yeah. I mean, this is kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I I mean, hindsight's always 2020, but uh, tell you what, if I had a DeLorean, I'd go back a few days, get tickets to that show and see if I could, you know, unmask him as he ran by me. (laughs) Just, just to prove to everybody that it's not a, a giant conspiracy. Um, the the thing I love is the uh, is the shot of him uh, wearing the exact same sweatshirt, like with a fan, like from elsewhere or whatever from earlier. I think it's like the wonderful, like little 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 bit of evidence. But I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, it's one of those things where like you could tell watching the film, like the audience there was like, "What was that?" 
was that a, is that a new person? Am I supposed to know who that was? It was a kind of a weird thing, but you could tell also there were like five or six people was like, holy crap, that was a GTS. And that's basically the, the dimensions of Punk. Like he's basically that size. Could that have been him? That, that was the thing a lot of people there. said, oh, he's so much smaller. Well, the guy is 20, 25 pounds lighter now True. than he was in his WWE days. I hope we see CM Punk do more stuff. Uh, I know last week he said that he wasn't interested in doing a podcast. I mean, he, he's got a general disdain for wrestling media. I know that because <laughs> well, yeah. I, I literally said on a podcast one week, oh, he doesn't have me blocked yet. And then the next week he blocked me. So somebody either told him <laughs> CM Punk wasn't listening to my podcast. But yeah. let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Reminder, guys, donate any amount to the Super Chat. We will answer your questions. But this week over on Fightful Select, you can ask as many questions as you want if you, if you subscribe. I know one of those questions are going to be, Sean, what's up with the new backdrop? Well, we ordered a new backdrop, as you can see. Got another one around here. This requires me to zoom in on my face a lot more. I'm not quite used to that. I don't know how I feel about being Zordon right now. <laughs> I feel like Alex is my Rita Repulsa, and he's about to like send his kid and Goldar after me. Possible. Like, but but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I want you all to leave a thumbs up, though. Subscribe to Fightful.com. We are on pa- podcast platforms everywhere. If you want to help us out in a different way, uh, leave a nice iTunes review. That helps a lot, too. Triple H came out to the ring. He is immediately followed by Seth Rollins. This immediately follows WWE.com and digital announcing, hey, there's a tournament tonight. But apparently Seth Rollins didn't check the website before he went out there, Alex. Yeah, it was really poorly put together. Like if if they were going to do a, um, we got to find out who's going to be Seth Rollins' next challenger. Oh, whoops. The first six guys who walk out to the ring, I guess are in a couple of triple threats. That's one thing. And that's basically what the story on the broadcast told us. Um, but before that, they were like, oh, here are the here are the two triple threat matches. Here are the guys who are going to be in them. They're going to fight. The winners of those two matches are going to fight later in the night. And that guy's going to be Seth Rollins's. But nobody communicated that to the guys who were in the ring talking to the story because their interactions also were kind of not like – I know I've already been booked in one of these matches. They they were came out like saying, "Hey, wait a minute! I deserve to be here too." Like, no, no, no! You're you're already in here. We already know because we read the thing on Twitter. Triple H says that Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are still in Las Vegas, implying that they are still hashing out a UFC deal of some sort. It's a good way to kind of write Brock out of that picture. But, I mean, the thing is they don't have to because there's no automatic rematch clause. So there's really no need. Right. Triple H does confirm there's a top contender tournament. Then we get the laziest way we can to announce the inductee or the the uh, contestants. They interrupt one another, Alex, one after the other. Joe, Mysterio. Joe, by the way, who has no explanation being on this show besides – the McMahons have continued the superstar shakeup uh, by returning a guy who just moved to Raw over to Smack. There was no explanation of that either. Nope. We'll we'll hold off judgment until tomorrow where if they don't explain it to some degree, we will clown it for the remaining 20 minutes of our show. Uh but I'm gonna I'm gonna clown it for the rest of the year. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. If they, if they move Andrade and Zelina to, to 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 Raw and then move them back and don't explain, no, no, no. Sorry. You guys get clowned. Forever. Uh, Drew McIntyre, The Miz. Is it just the first six people who show up? That's that's what it appeared to be, and that was the problem. It's like these six guys have already been announced to be in the matches. We know that at home if we've been actually paying attention to their to their you know social media sites. Yeah, but they come out saying, "Hold on, wait one second. I deserve the shot." Like we already have the shot. They they told us you had the shot. That was my problem from begin with. The other thing was it seemed like. Rey Mysterio was like, hey, wait a minute, Samoa Joe. I know you choked me out in about three seconds at WrestleMania, but I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> okay, okay, Ray, whatever. Go find your giant son and sick him on Joe. AJ Styles comes out, Baron Corbin comes out, everybody gets a turn, but they literally announce this before the show. So I'm wondering, 
why wouldn't a Braun Strowman be in this match? And beyond that, why? Uh, I, I just don't get it. What Braun, is your what is your kayfabe reasoning for some of these people being in this match, particularly Ray? Like Ray had a shot at Joe's U.S. title WrestleMania and just got destroyed. I mean, okay, I guess Ray's Ray's a legend, okay, but there are other people out there who have just as much claim to that. It's a weird deal. And the other thing is we didn't see Braun at all. My reasoning for that is I feel like they are going to pair him up with Joe, particularly for a match at Money in the Bank. And because Joe is one of these six guys, they didn't want to muddy those waters by having Braun be on doing something else. The problem is, is that Joe didn't need to be one of these six guys to begin with. If he wasn't winning his match or whatever. So you could have somebody else in the match. But, you know. Whatever. Ray is one of those names you can throw in. Anytime you need it. But here's the thing, Alex. Do you know when Rey Mysterio last won a singles match? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) It was WWE TLC 2018. Wow. Against Randy Orton. That's that's it. He has no wins this year. His track record is as follows. Choked out by Samoa Joe immediately. Beaten by Baron Corbin. He lost a U.S. title match at Fastlane. He lost a U.S. title match on SmackDown Live. He lost another U.S. title match on SmackDown Live. He lost to, or he went to a no contest with Andrade in a two out of three falls match, which you could argue was a win for him via DQ. Uh, He lost to Andrade before that. He uh, lost a fatal five way. He hasn't won matches. So when you have people who were running the show saying, oh, wins or losses don't matter. Well, yeah, they, they kind of do. And that's I mean, why when, when you question something like this, like, I, I don't know, Braun Strowman winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, then mowing down EC3. That, that's what's in my memory. That's why I'm saying, okay, why isn't Braun here? I, I expected even, even a, a, you know, a backstage thing. Like, you know, the other thing is that they, they had this great – uh, crossover like he was at the Milwaukee Brewers game and took all these pictures with the with the MVP of the league. He went down their giant slide that they do whenever they have a home run. Like it was a, I felt like they were going to have a little package of like, here's what the monster among men is up to. He's going to see his favorite team play baseball. That's why he's not here tonight because he has the weekend off or whatever. But they didn't even do that. You know, Ryan Braun's eyes lit up when he saw Braun Strowman. He's yes. like, what are you on? <laughs> Can I get some of that? <gasps> yeah, he's, uh, he's he's not on anything anymore, as, as evidenced by his batting average. I, I watched that Holmes and Watson movie, and uh, oh, Braun Strowman was there. It was, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to do a one tweet review, confirmed not better than Pulp Fiction. Right, had a couple of good lines, including <laughs> "Oh no, are you going to wank on us?" Um, which was no. a good line. But uh, Justin Lopez brings up a good point, and it's something that. I'd seen tossed about today and it should be brought up. They could have just said since they lost the IC title, they wanted it back so bad that they, or they wanted a title so bad. They traded Andrade and Zelina to SmackDown live. Well, here's the thing. You also have Cesaro switching. You have Uh Alistair Black switching. I think it's okay to say Samoa Joe and Cesaro for Alistair Black for Zelina. Yep for uh andrade andrade that way it's a three for two deal plus you get a title mm-hmm. uh and the, the mcmahon's urged this to happen yes hmm. and the problem is is that, that is that because they're all under one umbrella there's there's no longer page is the gm of smackdown and angles the gm of raw so they're competing so they want to switch they want to do trades now if vince ostensibly is in charge of everything who's he trading with it's yeah. just at his whim. It's just whatever. Eh. It used to be about competition. Yes, it did. And he he encouraged that to the point to where Paul Heyman would listen in on the opposing writing team's <laughs> creative yeah. meetings. I mean, that, that's how it was. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, Alex, congrats on the Bucks. Sean, are you going to Raw next week? I still don't know if I'm going to go to Raw next week. I'm pretty sure that I, I might. I might. I'll have some friends that will be there, and they are still, yeah, they're still promoting. As I as I reported on Fightful Select last night, they're still promoting a Shield match next week, which would be shocking if that happened. That would be that would be 
really cheesing it after last night. Like after night, after last night, they, that should be it. You don't you don't get yeah. to have a Shield's last chapter. Whoops! Except for this one dark match. Yeah. <laughs> Shamik Scheider, uh, thank you for the super chat. We will be getting to this Bray Wyatt thing, don't you worry. But this match, this top contender uh, tournament semifinal, AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. This was a blast, Alex. Damn great. They, they Triple threats are the exact right amount. Sometimes, like the Fatal 4 ways, you have guys on the outside for way too long. These triple threats match, WWE knows how to do these right. They, they do that. They do. I mean, th- there's not a lot of downtime in those, and that's okay. Yeah. That's something that you have the, the luxury of. Rey Mysterio and AJ go at it early. They, they mentioned that there has never been an AJ Styles, um, Rey Mysterio singles match. Styles stops Rey with a great backbreaker. It's cool to see AJ working with someone smaller than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe works like a man who was trying to prove that he belongs, he was slamming people with a vengeance. And uh, Joe does this awesome double super back body drop from like the second yeah. rope, which he's done before. He's done that a couple times, specifically in matches with Daniels and AJ. But it's really cool to see him busting that out. Oh, I don't know, 14 years later, Alex? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. This was actually really well put together for all three men's styles. But, you know, no pun intended. Mysterio got a big crucifix drop and a DDT on Joe before a 619. But Styles catches Mysterio in midair, and I love this. Caught him with a powerbomb, said, you know what? That's not enough. How about I do another one? Then he does a Styles clash on Mysterio on to Joe to get the pin. Yeah, that powerbomb of Mysterio onto Joe where Mysterio's elbow like just smashed the face of Joe all to pieces. Followed by the Styles Clash. That's how you put a guy away. This was an outstanding Raw match. One of the best of Raw this year so far. I like this. I love the finish because it's not a finish that we see in WWE. I haven't seen this, especially the double powerbomb into it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know what? If I can get you up right there, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that, that, that we finish this off. And that was awesome. Had I seen more of this match, I'd probably be raving even more about it, but some of it was during commercial. They went to commercials a lot during matches on this show. Yeah, too often, especially because you had 20 minutes of guys wandering out to the ring one after the other and saying, whoops, me too. It isn't that hard to maybe have have them collected backstage. There were there are better ways to do this than the interrupting superstar gimmick. Especially since all they had to do was show the two match graphics. Hey, we got two triple threats. Here's one. Here's the other. The first one starts right now. And there you go. You don't need to do the whole rigmarole. New Raw star Naomi on the show. She had a great pose as she slid down the ramp. I love that. Good. (laughs) Now, Cole said that Mike Rome was a little bit confused about the superstar shakeup. Count me among those that are also (laughs) confused. Uh, the Iconics cut what would typically be a funny promo. Yeah. But no. But if you forgot, Alex, Coachella has been going on. Yes. And if you forgot, WWE wanted to remind you. Not remind you, but they wanted to let you know that they knew mm-hmm. that Coachella did in fact exist. Right. By bringing up Ariana Grande and Starbucks. This was stupid. Very. I mean, like, the the Grande thing, like, uh, Grande, ha-ha, her name is the same as the drink size at Starbucks. Is a joke from, like, three years ago. It's a joke from ten years ago. Well, I mean, yeah. It I was in I Love You, Man. It was literally a joke from the movie <laughs> I Love You, Man, where they argued about what the hell the drinks were called a decade ago. Man. Naomi runs to her offense and pins Billy Kay. So my question here before we get into the, the other discussions, is Naomi getting a partner here? Like, what do you what, what do you think? There's no reason to have this match otherwise. There's no reason to have her have a match against one of the two who are holding the titles and 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 get the clean victory if they're not going to give her a partner and then have them have have a match. By the way, so what's going what, on over on 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 SmackDown? Because you just decided to have Asuka team up with Kyrie Sane. Well, that, that's okay. 
Iconics can be on both brands, and that's okay. But let's look at, take a look at some of the possibilities. Alexa Bliss? I doubt it. I uh, know. I doubt it. Alicia Fox? I hope not after tonight's performance. No. Beth Phoenix ain't going to be her. She's teaming with Natalia. Speaking of, that eliminates Natalia. It ain't Lacey Evans. Nia's hurt. Rousey's hurt and gone. Ain't going to be her. Maybe Tamina? They do have a history. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just that's really too bad because King yeah. Brad returning. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you got you've got Sasha Banks, she's going to be on Raw, and Bailey's going to be on SmackDown. That's something. If Bailey, if Sasha ever comes back, the other thing, like the the two obvious ones for her, for Naomi to tag with are Ember Moon, a very good friend of hers in real life, and Bailey. Who she already teamed with and got a victory over, but those both those are both on SmackDown. So this is one of those things where I feel like they've been, oh, Naomi got a victory last week. We better have her have a victory over, and then what? Uh, we'll just give her a tag partner. Yeah, who? Oh, let me look at the roster. Oh, oh no, we screwed up. Let's forget about all about this storyline. We'll move on from there. Like I don't expect to see this going anywhere unless they already have something really specific planned for Naomi. Yeah. <sighs> so let, let's talk about the booking of the Iconics. A lot of people were upset about that. I, I'm not because I've watched the Iconics for years now. And outside of a brief moment of time in like early 2017, they have never been booked as anything more than schemers. Besides when right. I think Peyton went on a nice streak in NXT. They, this is what they've always been. Right. And that's okay. The way that the way that WWE books their tag champs, particularly heels, is they are only there to take losses, to build their eventual challengers, and finally the baby faces that will take the belts off of them. When you are when you you all they do is lose non-title matches. You watch with the revival. The revival won. For, for a while, they won the actual title matches they were involved in, but lost every other thing they were involved in. So it's just a way that they do things. that like you're only there as champ to lose non-title matches to build to your eventual defeat. Voices of Wrestling had a really good point. It used to be you get a push, and then if you succeeded in that push and got over, you'd get a title. Now they put the title on you, and if you succeed, then you get a push. That's ass backwards. Yeah, entirely. Tyler Go Bulls D Rose 2019 <laughs> sent a super chat said Derek Rose returning the Bulls this offseason. Uh, I would be shocked. Maybe in a bench roll. Yeah. Alex FYI Celtics in four. <laughs> That's not fair. You're throwing like three questions in there. And how was That's this week's hilarious? How was this week's Blues Clues episode? Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Astros J says, was that Curry favor a joke? Joke a shot at uh, Charlotte, and was this match a punishment for Alexa and Ember's double standard comment? Was there actual heat? A lot of people, I'll say this, a lot of people in the company take Becky Lynch way too seriously on social media. That's why. Okay, when that little girl got that tweet after I had posted that, that letter from her, the reason I was so floored that Becky Lynch did that was because Becky Lynch... It was well known by many people, does not step out of character on her social media. So the fact that she was willing to do that, even for a couple of tweets, surprised me. She had to put on her Twitter this week to clear up any confusion, only work gets done here, or nothing but work gets done here is her bio now, to kind of let the people that she's working with know, hey, please don't get worked by me. We're all here to make money. My God, um, there, you know, some people are going to get upset about anything. That's just the nature nature of it. Yeah, the, the Curry favor joke was a shot at Charlotte, uh, but I mean, it was it was a harmless one. It was written yeah. in, yeah. So uh, no no harm there. Baron Corbin defeated the Miz and Drew McIntyre. This was another pretty good one. Not nearly as good as the first one, but Corbin has a great working punch. McIntyre has a great suplex, and Miz has great control of the crowd. I am not quite used to firing up Ms. Babyface. <laughs> Man, Babyface Ms. gives me life. This that guy, he's so, uh, somehow, this is the thing, is this guy's been a chicken shit heel 
for so long, it doesn't seem possible that he can be a like a fire up the crowd babyface. And yet, that's exactly what he is now. And I don't remember him being a chicken shit heel because he's so effective as as being this guy who's like I mean the the back to back boot to the gut like super DDT thing that he throws to people. I love those. And back to back, that really gets the crowd going. That could be a great transition move to get the crowd up for him and shouting for him. It's great. He has a lot of ways to set that up too. And it's, I, I look at the DDT as a, as a nice baby face move and yeah. his figure four, now that he's not relying on it to get yeah. over as a baby face, as he yeah. did the last time, that will go a long way. Uh, another dove cries when we see a tower of doom. I worry about the Mrs. Knees and ankles as a baby face though. Mm, yeah. Why? What's he doing? Yeah. He's doing every generic WWE SmackDown video game move set that you have when yeah. you aren't sure if your your creative guy would be able to do something. It's like double axe handle, but from real high. A clothesline, but from even higher. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, I see you. He gets baby face chance, though. He does the yes kicks. Yes. Those are his now. Those, those belong to him. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Drew hits Miz with the Claymore. Baron steals the pin. Big banter, Baron. Moving I w- on. I want it noted that about seven minutes before the finish, you did. I, pre- I predicted it word for word because my my main thing was I didn't think Miz was going to win, but I need I need there to be dissent between um, between Baron and Drew. Right now, it, the way it's written, it, Lashley wasn't even on TV tonight. But if yeah. you go back, if you go to last night, uh, that the Shield uh, six man tag. And even before, for many weeks, it, it's written as Baron is the leader of this triumvirate that also has Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley in it, and that's just wrong. And by Drew, proxy, Leo Rush. Right, Drew is one hundred percent the guy with the highest ceiling of those three in WWE, and he needs to be like, "Screw you, Baron! I'm going to go out and do my own thing." And by having Baron, you know, toss him to the outside and steal the pin. Maybe this lights a fire under Drew, and he says, "No, Baron, I'm I'm out. I don't want I don't want I don't want to be part of this thing anymore." Um, but I, I did kind of miss uh, Baron. And by the way, if you're following Leo Rush on his Twitter, he's doing some really introspective little monologues about what the future holds for Leo. Like he wasn't like picked either way. He hasn't been with Lashley for a little while. I, I'm wondering if they're like setting something up where he goes somewhere and does something else. I think he could be a fantastic baby face working really against could. Bobby Lashley. That'd be a nice feud. It would be. Uh, Styles cuts a promo after the match about Baron overcompensating, perhaps, yeah. for some of his accomplishments. Sure. Then we have Sami Zayn come out. He does a fantastic slideshow presentation. <laughs> shows that shows all of his destinations that he had uh, ventured to during his time off. Says that he burst into tears at the beauty of one of those images. That was the best line. That was Good. great. He shows off how happy he was not wrestling and said he got depressed when he was heading back. Now, I don't know if going to you people promos every week after Daniel Bryan did it is a great idea. I think it waters it down a little bit because they went away from that for they kind of went away for it. They went to Dean Ambrose, but it was so bad yeah. that we pretended it didn't happen. By the way, I Nobody knows what's going on with Daniel Bryan that I've spoken to yet. Lots of question marks there. Some people have said, oh, I just assume he's taking time off. Other people says, don't know if he's hurt, don't know what's going on. Uh, that, that can change week to week, but I am trying to find out. Zane says that the crowd could ju- should go on vacation to hell. <laughs> this was fun. This was good. It was impassioned. It was uh, very – It it works. Yeah, no, I mean, if you if you if you had followed him at the time uh, on his social media when Sammy was taking those trips, you could tell like it was really good for his soul. Yeah, to be out and doing that stuff. So that's not a lie, uh, and I like that a lot. Um, I also wish that he didn't have to 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 go to the crowd thing. I wish that he was able to lean in more to the other stuff. It's like, now why did I come? Why why am I depressed? Is it because WWE's corporate structure is really terrible? Like, I wish that he had been like, yeah, that's a big part of it. Also, there's a bunch of guys in the back who are just a-holes. That's a big part of it. Like, being able to be, like, part of supposedly, but he's like, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. It's all of you. 
I wish he was able to lean a little bit more into like, you know, he's, it's a weird deal. You have guys like Daniel Bryan, uh, who's now, who's now gone, but for a while he was, you know, you know, the, <laughs> the earth's savior. Um, and he was right about a lot of stuff, but also a self-righteous asshole. Um, and you have Sami Zayn, who is also, you know, right about some stuff, but also self-righteous about everything, the way he's presenting it. And it seems like those are the same same character, just kind of on different shows now and back to back. It doesn't feel like there's there's enough. If you put them together, they could be a tag team of self-righteous pricks. But apart, it feels like when they, they introduced the Riot Squad and Absolution at the same time and said, these two things are identical. They do not know the other one exists and they're not related in any way. I, I just feel like there's there's more stuff you can do there. Speaking of Zane, as he's leaving, he encounters Cedric Alexander. Alexander's uh, music had hit. Little glances exchanged. These rarely lead to anything, but there you go. Cesaro still has the bars theme. Cesaro moved over without explanation, so that's it for the bar. Now, I had talked to people last year. It's, it's no secret that uh, Sheamus had been battling stenosis. He's battling issues now, but there were people that I was I was speaking to last year in the company that were like, if he gets to WrestleMania, everybody would be pleasantly surprised. And the way that he works, you wouldn't assume that. No. He works his ass off and even worked after WrestleMania. But there were a lot of people within WWE that were very thankful and hopeful that he would make it through this WrestleMania. I'm hoping he has a lot much longer uh, in him. But Right. On... on on social media, he's posting stuff with his workouts. Like he said earlier, I think last week, it's like down to two thirty-eight. Yeah, he like, slimmed down. It's he's really rate. slimmed down, which is only going to help his condition because you're not carrying around all that extra bulk. That does help with your joints and stuff like. And that. maybe it'll maybe it'll change his career. I hope so. I hope it extends it. The bar, a great two two and a half year run. They had that was some a really amazing good matches. Run. They really did. They really did, and they were champs for a, a good portion of that time. I, I seem to, I seem to remember us reviewing when they did their best out of seven. We were like, yeah. "All right, let's wrap it up." And they put them together as a team, and like, I don't hate it. No, yeah. pretty solid, and it worked out. And the, uh, the the best part about that is the reason they got these two guys together out of nowhere because they were they were trying to kill each other for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the reason they did it was because Mick Foley said, "I see something in you guys, and put you together." And by the time Mick Foley left the company, they 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 initially hated each other as, the, as part of the tag team, but they formed, they won titles. And when Mick Foley left, they had this thing where they said, "Thank you, Mick, for putting us together. We really, we really appreciate." It. There was a reason for it, as opposed to, uh, "Well, Ricochet and Alistair Black, you guys are a team now." Like it feels like it's really nice when you actually have. A- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, an authority figure who says, I'm putting you guys together because it works. I forgot that he was the general manager. Yeah. Astro J points out that Miz did a figure eight. It was a figure four. The figure eight's with the bridge. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, my bad, Alex. Celtics in five. I'll give you one. <laughs> Man, you all are really abusing the super chat. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take, take it. Take, we'll take it. We will take it. Uh, Cedric sells very loudly. This was okay. It wasn't quite the match that I expected out of these two, but still pretty solid. Cesaro controls the majority of it, and Cedric fires up. There wasn't a lot of heat to this match, but there were reactions to certain spots that ended up okay. The highlight of it to me was Cedric Alexander's Michinoku driver on Cesaro. That was a really good high-velocity Michinoku driver uh, that I really wouldn't mind him using on people. I don't know if he's – I think he probably still would do the lumbar check on Cesaro. Yeah. I have the feeling he would. Uh, Cesaro wins. Cesaro wins with a catching European uppercut. Good stuff, man. That was, that was a great stuff. finish. Yeah, this is something that uh, somebody, uh, a fellow, you know, 205 lifer like myself, who watched these guys from the beginning, and you always root for them if they get to the main roster to see, you know, want to see them do well. 
they felt like it looked like it was one of those storylines of, hey, you know, 205 live guy, your offense needs to be a little snugger here because you're not going to have the same cut. You're not, you're not hitting on the little guys. And, and my thought is that there's something that they can do here, which is because if you've been watching recently, Cedric's on a losing streak. Like he's not been winning matches recently. Um, so that could be kind of a thing where like he could continue that and, and let it like build something and light a fire underneath him. I also like the idea of losing to Cesaro. There's no shame in that. He's one of the most talented guys they've, they, they have. Even if they don't push him, he's still incredibly talented. Uh, and if he had won, everyone would be like, oh, it's Cesaro losing to one of the cruiserweights? Then you have other people piss off about it. My thought is, if you if you do a storyline of Cedric has to prove himself, not just to them, but to him, like you can actually do something on, on, on Raw because you have all this time. If you have him fight Cesaro, next week you have him fight Sami Zayn. Like there's other things that you can do to like allow it to build him up in our eyes, as opposed to Ricochet, who got a rocket stuffed up his butt from the very beginning. Adam Masson says, do you think Cesaro will finally get a title run? A top title run? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know if he ever will. I, I think he needs a little bit of edge to him. He needs some character to him. Yeah. There, there are times, I mean, in the ring, can he do it? Yeah, absolutely. I think from a character standpoint and a connection standpoint, it's hard for him to get there. I, I would not be shocked to see him as one of the also Rams in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, just winding up there, kind of the wild card in there, because he, he always does. Because somebody doing some diving whatever to him off of a ladder, getting caught with an uppercut, is going to be a great spot. I wouldn't hate it if they sent him overseas to do a UK taping for yeah. a weekend one time. You want somebody that would maybe – Put in there with Walter for a an NXT UK or a UK mm. championship match that might get people to tune in for the first time. Yeah, that's a natural way to go about it. I think that would be very smart to do. Hey, you know what? They they film through a lot of shows, but they're going to be in Europe mm-hmm. on tour. They can they can tape an episode of NXT UK. Yeah, ahead of one of these. There, there's no or at a live event. There's any number of things that they could do there. Let's talk about the tag team division. Lots of good things happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, better than last week, at least. The Usos, week. the Usos cut a promo. Jay makes light of Jimmy's DUI. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see they can poke fun at it. Hopefully they stop fucking drinking and driving, though. Yeah. That yeah. would be that would be uh, real neat. Uh, they run down the tag team division and are interrupted by the revival. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, especially because it looks like the, neither one of these teams is anywhere near the, the tag title picture. It looks like they're setting up, you know, we'll talk about the former War Raiders, former Viking experience uh, as, the, as, the, as the guys to, uh, to face uh, the Major Brothers, which means you can get a Revival versus Usos just for Pride match, which to me feels like even better than if the titles are on the line. These guys just wanting to prove who the better t- team is. Give me all of that. I also wouldn't mind seeing that be a top contender match. And that, that gives the Viking Raiders a little bit yeah. of a qualm because the Viking Raiders, who are not the Viking experience anymore, but their yeah. finishing move, I think, yeah. unless they're not doing Fallout anymore, is now the Viking experience. I'm okay with that compromise. Sure. I can take it. I can take it. They come out and just destroy Lucha House Party. Good. They're an annoying team. Sure. The powerbomb slam from Roe, whatever his new name is, sets up the Viking experience finishing move. Now, they haven't won a match yet, have they? Or did they win last week? They, they were part of the eight-man. They, they won. They got, they got okay, the pin in the eight-man. Yeah. I would like to see them continue doing this and yes. then maybe have an authority figure say, well, you're not winning tag matches. You're beating people up. You got to win the matches. But then that would go against the very reason or the very uh, line of thinking they got Ray into the title picture as well. So can't expect it. Uh, Ryder and Hawkins are shown backstage. And Ryder refers to them as horny, woolly mammoths, which is somehow better than the Viking experience. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Listen, the, the the Viking Raiders is somehow 
10,000% better than the Viking experience while also being stupid, lazy, and unimaginative. Yeah. It's peak WWE. Like, uh, like you guys you guys had a week to come up with something cool and imaginative. Throw something out. Brainstorm. But no, they're like, uh, well, yeah, Viking experience is bad. How about instead of War Raiders, they're the Viking Raiders. Great. It's done. Like, it was somebody's first idea, and they said, let's go with that. You get, I mean, is it better than Viking experience? Yes. Is it good? No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> if here's the thing, if they had come out last last week as the Viking Raiders, nobody would have had a giant problem with it. It wouldn't have gone crazy on on social media. It's, but people would have been like, "Why not War Raiders?" It's like being told that your foot's going to get amputated, and then they're like, "Well, we just got to take the pinky, the, the little the little toe." Yeah, it's like, all right, that still sucks. <laughs> That's but <good. laughs> hey, we can make that work. Yeah. Hawkins and Ryder said that they were new. Uh, the Viking uh, Raiders cited their personal experience as an advantage. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I like how they're like, we've been here for 10 years. I want her to be like, well, I was gone for part of that, but I'm back now. Like, it's <laughs> just that we've been here for 10 years like you have, Zach. And good yeah. for you. But there's, <laughs> we remember those uh, just the facts with Kurt Hawkins promos that they ran only for him to come out and lose a bunch of matches. Becky Lynch defeated Alicia Fox. This was a trash fire. But let's talk about the promo before. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch straight up implying that Lacey Evans was banging her way to the top. I don't know if Becky Lynch needs that. No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I, I wish they had kept it a little bit more open-ended. But... Um, yeah, the, the idea of like, you know, I I don't get favors from management. That's my whole story. That's my shtick. It's my thing. That I don't I don't I have to work and fight my way to the top, as opposed to Lacey Havens, who's here for five minutes and all of a sudden getting put into top contenders matches. And all we've seen her do is walk down the ramp in a fancy hat. Well we we already know that you don't have to win to get those opportunities. That's so. true. That's true. Lacey has some great delivery on her promos. Her she promo, can talk. Her promos have really impressed me, honestly. Yeah. She has been very, very good. She implies that both titles are on the line at Money in the Bank. They're not, according to WWE's website, by no. the way. or my And Michael Cole. Just to clear that up. Yeah. Alicia Fox is back, which is surprising because as of like a week and a half, was two weeks ago. As of two weeks ago, WWE had no clue when she was going to come back. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, that being said, there were a lot of people that said she behaved very well at Access, didn't give them any cause for concern. There were a lot of people surprised she was there. But uh, this match sucked. Not good. Boy, was this bad. Becky, I, I, that first spinning back kick, oh, man, it was not good. The second one was good, but she spins, then throws the kick, which defeats the purpose of, of that kick. I don't know that putting Becky Lynch in competitive, heatless matches – with Alicia Fox as the way to continue her momentum, especially when she and Alicia are not on the same page. Uh, maybe Becky's going for a head scissors. Maybe Alicia's going for the tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. I don't know. Either way, Becky almost got dropped on her head. This was terrible. Fortunately, Becky won it with this armor. That's a wrap. Maybe let's get Alicia Fox back in there before you put her in there with a golden goose on live TV, on Raw. Bad idea. Yeah, I don't. It's the thing is the raw the raw women's division is weird now. Like, who would you put her in there with? Ruby. Natalia, I guess. Ruby, but you don't know what's getting, what they're doing with Ruby since they split Riot Squad. That's the other thing is you no. got Riot Squad who's who's kind of aimless now. It's a it's a I don't know. I mean, this this is the one thing is that this is why it would be. We'll talk about this later. This is why it's, it would be really interesting to me to see if uh, you know. What they would might be doing with Nikki Cross, because this might yeah. be somebody who you you might be able to put in there for for a I quick mean, match. As I mentioned, Beth Phoenix not on TV. Uh, Naya, Ronda, both hurt. Sasha took a hike for a while. Maybe maybe uh, create something new. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans lays out Becky with two women's rights. Sure. The first one was thankfully hidden by the camera. Oh, yeah. 
because that did that did not did not work out well. Becky questioned whether or not she should sell it. Like she did, she was like, "Well, I've been hit. I guess I should fall down, but I didn't actually get hit." Did the cameras catch that I didn't get hit? Because I don't want to fall down if she, you know, if everybody saw that I wasn't actually touched. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, man, that was uh, 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 not great. Not great. That that whole thing, like there was a lot I didn't like. Becky having to resort to the "oh, you're sleeping your way to the top" thing, and I'm like, ah, come on, we. Like I know that sometimes WWE was like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna push on this this hot button top, this possible rumor Vince loves blondes." <laughs> I'm like, Becky doesn't need that. No, Becky is smart and cunning enough to do that without it. So they show Don Mattingly, who has been signed by WWE. <laughs> no, Tom Selleck. Tom explaining Selleck. why. So, well, hey, you know what? He played Courtney Cox's girlfriend on or boyfriend on Friends. Yes. Natural feud with David Arquette there. That's true. As a a result. He's Robert Roode now. Yeah. And this is a thing he did in TNA a decade ago. Okay. Apparently he he doesn't like Chad Gable because he got drafted to SmackDown. Okay. I could cut 150 pounds of dead weight. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, well. He needs to gain that weight back. Yeah. This match wasn't great. It was okay. Ricochet <sighs> does a lot of dip, duck, dodging, and diving. Rude gets a nice vertical suplex. Caught a great spine buster. I love that. Mm-hmm. But, man, I could tell they didn't want to bury either one of these guys by having them lose in minutes. But there was no heat in this match after the first half of it. No. Which I... all took place during a commercial. Of course. Um, this was this was weird. Uh I am on record saying I love the mustache. I think it look. I think it works for him. Looks great on him. It's a great mustache. I'm gonna say that. I think it works. Um, uh, but as we've talked about, uh, heel singles Bobby Roode is just, just trash. It just doesn't just doesn't work. It usually slows everything down. It does not. I don't know. It's not great. And not super into the idea of Ricochet in a feud with him. Because that's what this does not look like a one-off. It looks like a feud and a ricochet losing matches clean to Bobby Roode is just not how I want Ricochet's like formal main roster career to start. And that guy's just out of this world good. And Bobby Roode is, you know, an aging mid-carder. I, I, ricochet needs to be like... When they said, okay, here's your triple threats, I was like, where's Ricochet? I didn't even to win one of those matches, but he should be in one of those matches like they did with Mustafa when he came up, excuse me, Ali, when he came up SmackDown. Immediately they were like, we don't know if you're this good kid, but we're going to give you a shot. And they need to be doing that with Ricochet on Raw. Well, he didn't get the win. I, I love the transition into the glorious DDT, but... Yes, but still. I mean, I guess if Bobby Roode's gimmick, Robert Roode's gimmick is he has a mustache, that's more interesting than whatever it is that he had on SmackDown Live as a single. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, that's true. That being said, I love that Corey Graves called out Michael Cole for using the wrong name. That was clever. Yes. We'll see where it goes, but I'm not that optimistic, to be honest with you. Was optimistic about this week's uh, Fightful podcast, The Division. It's our women's wrestling podcast. Kristen was out sick, so uh, instead you had Anthony, you had Warren, you had Laura. There, there were a lot of great topics covered here. Uh, the, one of the one of the topics was uh, Laura discussing the double standard with Sasha Banks and some of the other stars. Go check out the division; it is on our podcast platforms everywhere. Neat o stuff there. Well, it's time to talk about the topic that everybody wants us to talk about. Firefly Funhouse, Alex. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is back. We've seen the puppets for weeks and weeks. And it was prefaced that for all that we knew, Bray would just show up one night in the same old stuff. That wasn't the case. Nope. Bray Wyatt shows up in a very colorful, uh, Blues Clues-esque, maybe a modern-day uh, Mr. Rogers. He's got Mercy the Buzzard, I think Pammy or Panny. I don't know what the hell the witch's name was. Abby. His name is Abby? 
Abby, Abby the Witch, like Sister Abigail. Abby the Witch. Wow. Well, uh, that was not very clear. No. This was certainly different for Bray Wyatt, and I, for one, enjoyed it. He said that he used to be a bad person and never would be a bad person like this again, and used a chainsaw to cut his cardboard cutout in half. What'd you think, Alex? This was bonkers, off the wall, just crazy brilliance like here's the thing i don't i mean i'm willing to let this thing go and see how uh, how long have we all been talking about bray wyatt he just comes out and does the same crap every week it's the same basic promo it's the lantern in the back and it's that like it's that thing this is different do you know how rare different is in wwe like that's the things like this is i've not seen something like this before I just I, I haven't. I, I'm 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 willing to see where this goes. I know Bray is talented enough as a as a performer to make it work. Um the the heel and hurt gloves that he wears and the before he chopped the uh the, the stand, cardboard stand up of himself with a chainsaw, he turned and held up the hurt glove to the camera. And then he decided to choose the chainsaw. Now, if he had held up the heel glove, maybe he would have been nice to the thing. Like, if this is a thing where he, at the end of matches, decides whether or not to, to like, pick it, pick you up and hug hug it out because he, he gave you the heel glove. But if he's got the, the hurt glove, he just beats the crap out of you until seven security guards beat, pull him off. Like, there's, there's worlds of possibilities here as opposed to the thing he was doing before, which was the same old crap over and over and over and over again. I'm here for like wacky craziness that that can go down a, a dark path somewhere. This to this seems like an influence that he might have gotten. I'm just speculating on the road with Matt Hardy during those months yeah. when they were tag champs, where Matt, where they were spitballing about what could he do opposite of that. It's not this that has the shades of the old Bray Wyatt, but new stuff as well. I'm here for it. I'm I'm here to see where this goes. Because it's different than what it was before, and that's yeah. what we needed. And it's colorful. I yeah. like that. It's colorful. Yeah. Bray had a great gimmick in the original gimmick. I've spoken about that time and time again. You can't do supernatural these days. It's not believable. You can do horror movie final boss, though. You yes. can do that. And that's what they had. They booked it miserably. They turned him into an audio-visual major. So let's go completely opposite. I'm open to seeing where it goes. I'm excited, man. It's different. It's uh, different is the word we're going to be using a lot for this. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it can be wacky. It, it can be off the wall. Yeah. Sure. I, I had a lot of people saying that it reminded them of uh, the, the don't hug me, I'm scared thing. And which I, I was not familiar with before tonight. But as I, as I look at it, very similar. And, and the influences are, are probably there. But. Bray Wyatt getting a shot, and people ask me, oh, where was he? Where was he? He's been good to go for months and months. and For half a year, he's been good to go. There's some photos of him looking <clears throat> jacked. He's in good shape. And yeah, uh, so new I'm, haircut. I'm here. New haircut, yeah. too. So yeah. why not? Why, why not? not? Why not? Top contender tournament finals. AJ Styles defeated Baron Corbin. Now, earlier today, a lot of people were up in arms, including yourself, Alex. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin advertised for a title match this summer, but that happened last year too. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Right? No, no, no. It was the thing is that all these all these months in advance uh, advertisements for uh, for pay per view matches, you can always take them with a grain of salt. But you look ahead and you go, that that doesn't surprise me at all. The idea that like, oh, we're going to have in there advertised Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the for the Universal Title. That doesn't surprise. That would not surprise me at all. Completely unshocked by the lack of imagination, considering you've just put all these brand new people on Raw. You've called up a bunch of talent. You got people over from SmackDown, and you would still go with hypothetically a Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins match. Would not shock me at all. But it looks like they're doing something at least different for the time being, and I'm happy for that. I usually don't entertain this, but what the hell? Somebody in our chat 
said, the fact that people like this makes me sad that wrestling has gone from hot chicks, alcohol, poker, sports movie stars to PG stupid crap and boring video game nerds. You know what I like? I like my wrestlers alive. I like them without enlarged hearts. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the fuck does poker have to do with wrestling? No, but don't you understand? Only adults play poker. So it's not not kid stuff. So instead of video games, they play poker. That makes them a man. Yeah. I'm thinking, what? Sports movie stars? What are you talking about, sports movie stars? I don't know what that means. There are more movie stars in wrestling modern day. I don't know, man. Than ep- what? It's a different time. It just it it's you can't. I mean, this is here's what's awesome about the WWE network. If you hanker, if you want to harken back to a time where all of that was on TV every week, guess what? Every single damn episode of the Attitude Era of Raw. And you could do it. You could do this too. You could put up, you could put up two laptops and you could play one one week, one week's episode of Monday Night, Monday Nitro on one laptop, and on, on your TV, you could play the episode of Raw, and you could watch them both at the same time. The, the it's just like you did back in the day. The funniest funniest thing is when people bring it well it used to be hot chips if you're tuning into the usa network monday nights at 8 p.m to beat off i don't know what you're doing with your life man there's so much free porn go find it like what are you what is (laughs) going i remember it's no surprise so many of these types of people adopted enzo and Cass (laughs) as like they're true they're saviors of that genre Uh I I remember the dial-up days. Those were dark days. <laughs> but but it's not that way anymore. You know? Oh my god, I just don't get alcohol. You got to have alcohol on your show. What? What does that matter? Okay, cool. Sure. What I don't get it, man. I just don't understand it. Sure. Hey, maybe maybe wrestling today isn't your cup of tea. I, I don't mind that. But when you cite those as the reasons you watched, if that added to the story, hey, you know what? The APA played poker, and that was a fun gimmick. What? I liked it. Steve Austin had some beers. That that was neat. You know what? If if the APA were backstage shooting dice, I would have thought probably it was just as good. Maybe better if they're shooting dice. Yeah, sure. Listen, this is the thing. The, the APA is a great gimmick, and it's immediately translatable. If you tell me Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley are the new APA, and they get contracted up by heels and faces to beat up people, that's perfect for them. Yeah, That's great. Do that. Yeah. It's a lot better than shift manager at Applebee's and his buddy who likes to bend over and show people his butt. It's a lot better than that. Do something different. Tyler sends a super chat and says, Sean, when you wrestled, did you yell spots like Cena? I still do wrestle here and there. And by the time spots are called, I am too blown up to say anything. (laughs) Main event time, top contender tournament finals. Uh, Baron Corbin says he's more concerned with showing up dorks on the internet and Seth Rollins and beating AJ Styles. Thought that was a nice telegraph of a nice way to maybe get him out of this loss. He can say, yeah, I didn't take him as seriously as I should have. He won't admit that, but it is a nice way on commentary they can approach that, Alex. Yeah, it's 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 that is better. That is better a better way of getting to that point. But um, yeah, I mean, Baron Corbin, as I've said, I have no qualms with him in the ring. I think that he's actually got a lot of really cool moves, and I like I like the way he moves. He carries himself really well. It just it doesn't what he's doing as a character. Does not work for me and has not in a very long time. Corbin does his great ripcord slam. That, that's what we always say. He's got some good moves. Yeah. <laughs> Put it all together, including one of the best deep sixes ever. Uh, yeah. I, I interviewed Abyss for an upcoming Making a Finisher. Uh, I'm sure WWE will be thrilled about that, that I have mm-hmm. one of their agents in the can, as, as is tradition. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, he said AJ was one of the best at helping him get extra revolutions on that. And mm-hmm. here we are 15, 16 years later, and he's still doing that with Baron Corbin. Uh, Styles is able to apply a calf crusher. Corbin gets out. Styles hits a phenomenal forearm for the win. And uh, Rollins comes out to shake uh, AJ's hand. I love it. I, yeah. I This is a hell of a main event. And yes. do I think that they're going to take the title off of Rollins already? No, but I'm excited for this match. Yes. No, I mean, Seth Rollins versus AJ is going to be a good one. That's that's all we're looking for. Uh, at least that's all I'm looking for at this point. Um, I, 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 I would hope they would keep it on, on Seth for, for a good long while. Um, uh, you know, he's the guy who took it off of Brock. Like, make that, make that mean something. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him carried all the way until SummerSlam. And then you really build a, a, a contender for him at SummerSlam to lose to. But hey, you, you know, know what I am excited for? Title changes. Just yeah. any. Don't any. care who at yeah. this point. Well, okay. I covered Jinder Mahal as WWE champion. I do care who. Yeah. Uh, but just title changes. Yeah. And then the title being defended the next month. And then the next month. And then the next month. Yeah, I I really, I mean, I, I know this isn't practical and it's not the way they do things, but I I loved the idea of of um, Seth Rollins when he comes out. So I'm going to be a fighting champion. You're going to see this title defended on Raw. Like, no, you're not. That's just not the way, that's not the, way the company works. Like, you, you, you'll be at every pay-per-view, but is, you're not going to be like, all right, open challenge. Who wants the universal title? Like that's not going to be a thing, yeah. but I, I I wish they would do it. Like once a I month, mean, let him put it up against a, a really interesting opponent who he'll definitely beat, but it'll be a brand new interesting thing to watch. Finn Balor held the title one day, had to vacate it. Kevin Owens had arguably the best reign, arguably. Yeah. yeah. At I think six months, then Goldberg held it for a month and. That was a transitional thing. Brock held it for a year and a half and never defended it. Roman got sick, and then it went right back to Brock. I mean, Brock held that title for, honestly, really two years. Yeah. And it's time to move on. And what I'm excited about, Alex, is that we don't have the rematch clause to log jam things. Seth Rollins loses it. That's neat. You don't have to take it right back. You can do something different. Right. That's not lazy. However, WWE has found ways to be lazy throughout anything. It's time to stop that. Yes. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. They lost another writer last week. Go figure. Mm. One they just hired this year. So. Man, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's a really tough thing, apparently. To, to work for somebody who can just be like, nope, sorry, I know we planned this other thing, we're doing this instead. You know, like, that's got to that's gotta suck. I'll tell you what doesn't suck, guys. Tomorrow on the Fightful MMA podcast, we're previewing Bellator 220. We're previewing UFC Fort Lauderdale. We're talking UFC uh, St. Petersburg. We're talking about Joe at Ryzen. Also tomorrow night on the SmackDown Post Show, we're covering that. Uh, I got Impact. Uh, this weekend, their pay-per-view is coming up. Listen, your boy, now at Wednesday, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. If you want to see an absolute train wreck, tune into last week's show. That will not happen again. Uh, we will rec- uh, fix that, rectify that. Uh, changes are coming in that regard, uh, that I assure you. Tap the bell on YouTube to get notifications. We have a lot of people that always say they don't get those. Tap that bell, it helps. Also, tap that thumbs up subscribe. It goes a long way. Most importantly, visit us at FightfulWrestling.com. We are still growing. We are less than three years old. Three years ago, I hadn't even been contacted about this website, and we are already growing at such a great rate. We're going to be at Double or Nothing live covering the show. We're going to be in uh, town for uh, SummerSlam doing a lot of live content there as well. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to be at the Crockett Cup this weekend. We just have a ton of different stuff, and uh, we're going to be on the scene an awful lot. Alex, congratulations on the Bucks advancing. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, been a long time coming. Uh, coming for you, Boston. Yeah. Coming for you. 
Somebody says, oh, Sean is covering Rebellion this Sunday. I have covered every single Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. We cover Impact every single week on the Weekender. We do that. We cover everything. I covered every WrestleMania weekend show that aired. Yeah. We did that. That is a thing that we do. MLW, we cover that on the site. Thank you guys so much. We couldn't cover all that stuff without you. Uh, Spread the word. Share our links. All that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. If you're a Fightful subscriber, get in there tomorrow night after SmackDown. Ask your questions. We out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.